listening to the Savoir Faire Audio Experience. Are you ready? The Savoir Faire Experience is your guide to everything that has to do with lifestyle. From dating, rides, style, and entertainment. All brought to you by the editor of Savoir Faire Magazine, Robert White. Anything goes on this audio experience. So, let's go. It's still the best. All right. Hello, Jess. How are you feeling, girl? What happened to you over the 4th of July? I know. I know. I actually, the 4th of July did me so well that I got sick right afterwards. So oh, my goodness. Crazy. Were you partying too hard? Is that what happened? I think I partied so hard, I lowered my immune system a little bit, which was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I thought I had COVID, the works. It turns out it was just like your regular old, good old-fashioned cold, which I know we all forgot existed. But I think I was just run down, caught something, um, was out of commission for like three or four, three or four days or so. But now I'm, I'm back to normal, thank goodness. Awesome. Good to hear. Yeah, we're glad you're back. Uh, that's one of the reasons why there's going to be a gap on our schedule because – Jess was sick, and I was like, okay, I'll take the week off. It's all good. Yeah, (laughs) We're all entitled for a little summer uh, vacay, right? Yeah, why not? So happy 4th of July to all of you that are listening, or that do listen, I guess. Um, We appreciate you guys so much. And, yes, Jess was a little under the weather last week. I took the week off. You'll find a gap in the schedule. You'll be like, where's episode 14? Well, it's happening now. Yeah. (laughs) So. Either way, um, yeah, so let's see. We are talking a little bit earlier about things that happened over this week, and the big one that everyone was talking about was the MMA fight, right? So, like, McGregor and Poirier. Poirier? Poirier? We don't know. It's it's something like that. I, I'm, I'm pleading. I'm a, I'm a girl, and I don't care about this stuff normally, so I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't um. either. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I saw everybody was up in arms, uh, I think it was what it happened within minutes that the fight began that his ankle uh, McGregor, you know, twisted his ankle, uh, his ankle. And mm-hmm. I mean, of it is just like, Oh my God, it's excruciating to watch. Absolutely. But um, you know, it, it's just, it, he was still talking smack from what I saw too. So right. I, I was the aftermath on, on Instagram and all the memes and everything else. I didn't actually get to watch the fight live, but it seemed pretty intense. Yeah, so these two have had a rival for a while, as we all know. Those of the followed the MMA community a little bit. Um, for years, I don't know how long it's been. The first time they fought, uh, McGregor won the fight. The second time they fought, Poirier won the fight. And now they wanted to have a tiebreaker. That's what this one was supposed to be all about. Like, finally put an end to this thing. They've been talking smack. You know what was the big deal before the fight even happened is um, – Poye's wife supposedly was in McGregor's DMs and then McGregor screenshotted it and made it public on Twitter. So everyone got to see this conversation. Oh, wow. You got my attention. I did not even realize that that was part of the storyline, but that That's, sounds like some Yeah, stuff. that was a good one, man. I was like, wait a second, this really happened. And I looked at the message. I don't know. I don't know if it was like playful, but I, I feel like that's very much like the WWE type of aspect where they're like, Hey, Let's get your wife and his DM so we have a little drama to bring, you know, the fight in. I think it's one of those things. Uh, Yeah, very much could be. I mean, who knows? Like I said, I don't follow this stuff normally. I only follow it when entertainment, pop culture sort of like intertwines with it, which it seems like it was a star-studded event, that's for sure. Donald Trump was there. I actually just saw footage of Mel Gibson saluting Donald Trump, which was pretty crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Only in America, right? Yeah, right. Um, so we see that and then 
Um, of course, you had like the the Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker doing their PDA in the front row. So Were I they? think every- that's the part I didn't know about. Oh yes, oh yes. See, that's the stuff that I pay attention to. Okay, so you you pay attention to the makeout session. I pay attention to the drama behind the fight. Yeah, and it was quite a makeout session. It was basically them tonguing each other down. It's it's a little much with these two, but I Ooh. mean, I guess. I guess some people, I don't know. That's how they show that they're in love, but it's, uh, you know, they <laughs> we're going to have to Google this. I'm going to have to Google this later and see what, what the footage says. Yeah, definitely. But it's pretty crazy. Like I said, I mean, I saw the footage of his ankle going back and it's like, you know, your oh my, yeah. turns when you see it. So very intense fight. I saw him still on the ground talking smack as they were dragging the other guy away. So who knows what the ultimate tiebreaker is going to be and if they're going to get back in the ring again and if people are going to pay that pay-per-view money again and, you know, worry that their their money's going down the tubes because they're not really getting a fight over here. Yeah, so end of round one, there was about six or seven seconds left in the end of round one, and McGregor put too much weight on his back foot getting ready for a punch, and that's when his ankle snapped. But the word is that, like, he was throwing some really, really hard kicks. I mean, you got to think about these guys. They're freaking conditioned like crazy, right? But your bones, over time, have to be fragile. Mixed martial arts, obviously. So this guy is kicking him with all of his might, probably cracked his ankle previously. There's a scene that I saw where Poye was kind of talking about it at the end. Like, his victory speech was like, yeah, well, yeah, it probably, it probably cracked early. He was kicking me pretty hard. And then when he put the pressure on his leg to swing at him, that's when it kind of snapped. But if you see the yeah. footage, it's like, oh, legs aren't supposed to move like that. Yeah, no, it's pretty crazy to watch. It's just, you have to have, the, uh, like I said, the type of stomach for it that I just don't have. <laughs> Not really into the whole uh, UFC wrestling. Right, or, right. Or, I don't know. Yeah, and then, and then, I mean, most people saw it, but he just kind of fell back against the ring and he just covered his head because he knew he still had to take the beating. So he yeah. just fell back, and that was it. He got, you know, Poirier did a couple of shots. The ref didn't even know that he had broke his ankle. He really just had no clue until Poirier got the victory, and then they called off, and then McGregor was able to point out to people that were in the ring that, like, hey, yeah, my ankle's freaking broke. And then they were able to get all that taken care of. But you're right. They were, like, talking smack because Poirier was doing his victory speech, and McGregor was sitting on the ground with a broken ankle, just talking smack. Like you wish it worked like that. That's not how this worked. That's not how this went down. I don't know. Did they give him another fight because his ankle broke? Like, is it like one of those injuries where we have to have another redo? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what protocol is these days. I mean, I literally know anything about like fighting through Rocky movies. So for me, this <laughs> is a little bit out of my realm. But I mean, I would think they would get them back in the ring at some point. It seems to be a big draw. I mean. I know there was a ton of people that were staying home Saturday night to watch the fight or they were having fight parties and having people over to watch this. Like this was a, a big to do a big event. Yeah. And then people waited around till I think the fight was in Vegas. Right. So for us on the East coast, you know, the fight didn't happen till like almost midnight and within minutes, it seemed like it was over and that was that. So yeah, they're, they're like- not fast. I mean, MMA fights are quick. Those guys are punishers, man. They don't mess around normally within uh, a round or two. Those things are over. But there was two, yeah. there's a couple of fights prior to that one as well. So there was like some other things to watch before them, but no one really tunes in for those guys. I mean, they might, but they're like, we just want to see the main event. Just the appetizer. Exactly. It's the appetizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Go back to this public, public makeout session. Cause this is more yeah. your realm. What so, happened? And- 
Well, anybody that's been following either one of them, Courtney Kardashian or Travis Barker, they know they are no strangers to PDA. They've been seen all over the place, hanging on each other, making out with each other, posing for pictures where, you know, she's straddling him and like they're making out and all this stuff. And Saturday night, no different. You know, I think they were front row and center. So cameras were on them. They knew and they put on a show for everybody. So, you know, I'm talking, you know, you see the tongues actually outside of the mouth. They're, you know, going crazy, doing their thing. And then, of course, you see it all over Instagram and social media and everywhere else because that's breaking news. Um, But I think it's just so interesting because they've had so much controversy around them, like his ex-wife speaking out. And, you know, she obviously has such a long history with Stat Disick and, and their children together. So, you know, it's hard to say if it's appropriate or not. You don't want to like judge someone, but at the same time, they both have kids. They both, you know, is that right. really the appropriate thing to be doing all over the place when you know it's going to be on the internet and everywhere? Yeah, I think it comes a little bit into that reality TV stuff. And any any place where you can get those extra attention, the extra eyes on your brand, I think they do it. It could, I mean, I don't know. I feel like most celebrities just script everything. Like some, yeah. some genius in marketing was like, okay, here's the plan. You guys are going to get front row. And then we need some way to draw the cameras to you. And then they probably were like, okay, well, let's just do this. <laughs> yeah. And it obviously works because it was everywhere. That's for sure. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Everyone cares apparently. Yeah. Like I said, just the fact that, you know, these are two grown adults. They're not puppy love teenagers. These are people that are in their late thirties, forties. I don't even know how old they are, but they're old enough that they have children that are, you know, I think Travis Barker has like 15 year olds. Like they, they, you know, they have that that can see this stuff. Um, And it's just interesting to me that, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what's out the window these days in 2021. I would say like us common folk, you know, if we went to a UFC fight and we made up with our partner in front of everybody, people are going to be like, who are they? Don't even pay attention to it. But you right, get right. two megastars that are dating and being all kinds of crazy in public lately. Everyone's going to be paying attention and watching that stuff. And I would have to think on the kid front that both of them, their kids have kind of grown up with the camera on them. The kids have kind yeah. of grown up knowing, that, oh, dad's a rock star. So this stuff kind of happens with him. Like there's got to be some kind of thing where they're just like, just another stunt. Like, but who knows? A 15 year old daughter would definitely have an opinion. I'd be curious to see if she, you know, talks about this stuff anywhere. And I think it's funny because Courtney, at least seemingly in the public eye, has always been like the more subdued Kardashian, if you will. She's always been Mm -hmm. the one that, you know, kind of like the least flaunty or the most seemingly want like on the humbler side as far as she just wants to be a mom. She doesn't want to do this. She doesn't want to do that. So it's just kind of interesting to see her now being in the spotlight with this new relationship and sort of like just it, it overshadowing all of these other, other Kardashian things that, you know, happen on a day to day with them. But, um, you know, yeah. like I said, She's got, I, I don't know if she has three kids or four kids with Scott Disick, but um, it's just interesting that they're at a point in their relationship where they're clearly never getting back together. And it's just for the kids to see this all the time. It's, you know, they're in, they're in developing stages, you know, she's got young ones. She's got, you know, five, seven, however old they are. So I don't know. It, it's, it's where do you draw the line between, obviously these guys are celebrities, so that's why we care. But since you know you're a celebrity, like where do you draw the line with what you put out there for publicity? Yeah, to, to, a, to a certain point, yeah. I, I don't think that the Kardashians in general, like literally all of them, think about 
the repercussion of what they're going to be viewed as 20 years from now. Right, I think right, they're all yeah. living in the moment. They all pay attention to what's happening right now. And yeah. that's pretty much it. As long as they have the spotlight on them, as long as the press is talking about them at some yeah. point, then I think that's okay for their brand. But 20 years yeah. from now, who knows? Like their kids watching a video of their mom making out with, you know, a rock star at the UFC fight. That could be like, mom, I can't believe you did that. Or that could be like, that's fucking cool. You just don't know how the boys or girls are going to complain, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's how you, you raise them and teach them, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just, like I said, I think it's because she's been one of the more subdued of the family that it's kind mm -hmm. of, you know, it's kind of taking more attention um, than it normally would if it was somebody else just because it's her doing this. But yeah, to each their own. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? So that led to some Instagram stuff too? Oh, people were going nuts about it all over Instagram, you know, on E! News and all the gossip sites and everything. People loved seeing those pictures and, you know, seeing all the comments of everybody and, you know, everybody doing hot fire emojis and people really like this relationship. So I think just because it's so um, opposites attract, if you will, you know, she's Miss Granola eating organic you know, and he's you know this like badass drummer from blink 182 and he's a rock star and right you know attracts. so i think maybe that's why everybody's so into it who knows it's but it's, it's probably on the same front as like machine gun kelly and uh and um megan yeah megan fox because what a difference she went from she went from the humble kind of chill well we don't know the real life but like humble chill right. guy to like this freaking insane rapper party lifestyle chick like completely yeah. changed her her vibe completely just for this relationship. Like that's a big that's a big jump for some of these people. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's so interesting because like I said, these women have kids. So it's like, I don't know. I'm a different kind of person. I can't see myself molding to anybody else at different stages of life. I'd be like, this is who I am. Right. And right. I'm a but again, these people have disposable income and time and everything else to live life the way they want. So good for them. Yeah, it makes sense. And they have to be sheltering, I think. I, I would think anyways, if I was in a public eye like any of these people were, I think I would be part of these antics. There would be things like this that would happen. But I honestly yeah. don't think that media or some internet things would be allowed in my house because I wouldn't want that to get back to my children if they had access to this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But like you said, at some point they're going to eventually. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to get like 15 years from now. I mean, the youngest is uh, Courtney's youngest is like, I don't know, six years old. So I mean, yeah. in the next 15 years, within 15 years, they're all going to get access to this stuff and go back and look at all these things, but they're going to be like, Oh, but probably be this one day. <laughs> yeah, well probably, but all the, all the, that Courtney has to do is be like, that's part, that was all part of the show. It was just for the yeah. show. And that's a yeah, good excuse. Maybe it is. Maybe it is for all we know. Like that—that's the thing with like reality TV and just pop culture in general these days. Is like you said, like we really don't know what's scripted, what's not. Are these mm -hmm. people just rubbing their hands and saying, "Whatever, this is my life," and because of again my disposable income and time and everything, I get to live life however I want, or is it all just part of the the narrative? of how we're going to set up season 21 or, or however it <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's all promotion. It's a, it's Courtney's way of um, trying to get on Kim's level on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. There you go. But so, yeah, they have this. It goes on Instagram, gets crazy, 
And then now I want to be the person that calls up Courtney and says, hey, can you post a Savo Affairs podcast on your Instagram account for us? Like, <laughs> because that's when that's when everyone's paying attention, when something magical like that happens, you know? Exactly, exactly. Hmm, yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know if I personally could handle the celebrity life, but I'm sure there's some PR company, someone mm -hmm. is saying these are the things that have to happen for this stuff to really kind of kick up. And I mean, there was a, it was a star studded show at this MMA fight. There was a ton of celebrities there. Well, and that's why you have to think like, you know what you're doing in, in those types of situations, because even if you want to remove the celebrity aspect of it and just talk about PDA in general, like we all as adults know what's appropriate behavior and what's not appropriate behavior. But what is you know, appropriate behavior? <laughs> well, I think like everybody does have a different gauge of what appropriate PDA may be, but I think everybody can agree past a certain point. Like when I'm seeing someone else's tongue, my tongue, like that's a little, that's more than PDA. That's not showing affection. That's just. Okay. But is it because of the location? Can we think that's, that's okay. Let's, let's dive into this for a second. Well, I don't think it's because of location because I think anywhere that's inappropriate. I think anywhere. What if they were like, what if there were drinks involved and they're in a nightclub? I think it would still be inappropriate. I mean, how many times have you been at a nightclub and you see two drunk people making out and you're just like, ugh, get a room. Like, you know, like right, we all right. know. But that happens so often that we just don't care when we see it. We just make the comment and we move on with our day. Think so i think i've been in in situations or i've seen situations where people are being so overboard with their pda that it actually does get them into trouble whether it gets them you know kicked out security coming over <laughs> so, i've been in a situation where they've been making out so aggressively by me they kept bumping into me you know and like things like that and, like you know we know it's appropriate what's not so sometimes it does go mm, beyond just understandable and also your age. I, again, I expect that type of stuff from like people in their twenties. I'm like, yeah, okay. You're in your twenties. It's like what you do. You go out and like, you know, parents are involved, whatever. But again, these are grown people, adults, they have children, they know better. They know how to act appropriate. And it's just, I don't know, not my style. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I don't know. I think that like, what's, what's appropriate PDA? Like, do you think just, well, I don't know. What's the innocent one is just holding hands, but like kissing is probably the most it should be yeah i'm, I'm it, like if they if they know the cameras were on them and want to give them a, a quick peck or like even like a slight open mouth kiss like that's fine but like i shouldn't be seeing his tongue your tongue like no it's just you're you're who, what are you trying to prove and to who like it doesn't make sense to me i think the um <clears throat> there's a level of class uh that unfortunately our generation may may have lost sight of as far as PDA and things of that nature, like have a little discretion with yourself and just be classy there. You have, especially if you know, cameras are around, there's an opportunity to carry yourself a certain way. Yeah, I get so. I mean, and, and, and with, but with celebrities, uh, you don't really know if it's for what, whatever, what it's for, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know. Are we all, are we all going to go listen to more blink 182 songs now because we saw Travis on the news. Is that possible? Mm -hmm. Like, no, I don't even think so. I honestly think it just draws more attention to them as a couple. It doesn't even draw attention to them and what they're doing individually. Because again, it's like if they ever were to break up or split, then it's over. You know, it, it to, to go into like our next conversation, it's almost like Benifer back in like 2004. When they split up, it didn't 
do anything, people still follow Jennifer. They still follow Ben. They still, you know, they were still famous in their own right. And it was what it was. It didn't make people go see more Ben Affleck movies. It didn't make people, if anything, it did the opposite, actually. <laughs> it didn't make people buy more J-Lo's music. Like, it, you know, people were focused on them because they were together and that's what the draw was. And I think it's like the same thing for Courtney and Travis. Like, no one's buying a new Blink-182 album. You know, Courtney's still going to do poosh and, you know, whatever, and be a reality star and take hot, sexy photos of herself and put it on Instagram and promote products and makeup and that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, that was the big topic. What um, uh, was it a couple of months ago that J Lo and A Rod were done? Yes, they were done because of cheating rumors. So that was really interesting. Cheating rumors. That part I did not know. Who cheated on oh. who? So um, there were rumors circulating that A Rod actually cheated on J Lo, or at least maybe there was some sort of indiscretion, even if it was just sliding in the DMs, but it was somebody that was on Southern Charm, I believe, which is a reality show on Bravo. So that's what made this the situation even more scandalous, because it's like, if you're going to cheat on J-Lo, who are you going to possibly cheat on J-Lo with, right? Who's hotter than her? And he went the route of a reality star, so. Okay, so guys, I, I got to say this. This is uh, one of those things. I have seen a photo of J-Lo without makeup, like completely not done up at all. Yeah. It, there's a big difference. She is gorgeous, 100%. Like, flawless for her age, honestly. But without makeup, like, just chill Jen. Oh, yeah. I don't know. She looks like she could just be the girl next door at that point. I mean, I don't, I, I wouldn't look at her the same way. I might, you might not even recognize her without makeup on, honestly. I agree, but I agree with that sentiment for, like, everybody. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think everybody with great glam squad and everything can look that hot and whatever but i do think she at least has like a natural allure to her that's like very sexy she's not your typical like injected faced you know blown up lips like where everybody looks like you know a blow-up doll if you will like she doesn't have that kardashian overdone you know kendall jenner whatever like so I think that's part of her appeal and obviously her age. But like, aside from that, I mean, I'm sure if you took the reality star that he supposedly cheated on her with and wiped off her makeup and stuff, she would look no different than the girl next door either. So it's like, where yeah. do you draw like an upgrade or a downgrade? You know, it's just men being men or, you know, in his case. Men being rock- men. Oh, hold on now. <laughs> Options. I don't know. When opportunities present themselves, some men have it in them to say no, and some men don't, no okay. matter what the is. So they're saying it's Madison LaCroix. That's the one? That sounds about right. Yeah, yep. she's about- from the Hills, and she was on that show. But oh, I don't think Hills, because I'm a Hills fan, and I definitely don't think she was. Oh, Southern Charm, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, which is a show on Bravo. Um, so supposedly that's what actually ended their engagement and JLo bounced back quick and she bounced back with no one else but Ben. So, mm. and that, so that's an interesting one because why was the rebound Ben? Like maybe Ben was there the whole time. You know, it's hard to say. People are definitely saying that he was probably in the midst, maybe being a shoulder to cry on. And I always say this not to be a traitor, I, I wouldn't say it's a male woman thing. I think it's a human thing. I think people don't generally leave until they have another option ready to go. So I think oh. I do, I do. And maybe that's a little uh, pessimistic on my part, but or it's, cynical. 
I just typically think people don't really have enough um, balls really to leave a situation unless they have something at least lined up. Maybe they haven't cheated yet, but there's somebody, there's somebody on the bench, so to speak, warming up. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. Right. Cause like, okay. So in this situation, A-Rod is getting the bad rap because they're saying that A-Rod pursued this other girl or hung out with this other girl, whatever the case was. Right. But then for J-Lo to rebound so fast, then could have been, we talked about this like on the last episode, Ben could have been the whole friend zone dude for a little while. They got history. They got all that going on. And like you said, she needed a shoulder to cry on. She jumps on a plane, goes to LA, hangs out with Ben. And he, boom. Hello. Like maybe. And I, it's definitely a possibility. People are definitely saying that for sure. Um, you know, people are also, you know, it's so easy to make the narrative now. People are saying like Ben has been the love of her life all along and now she could finally be with him when literally like six months ago, the world was obsessed with her and A-Rod, that they were perfect, that they were this, that they were that, meant to be mm -hmm. together. So again, as you mentioned before, being scripted, it's all the narrative, it's all how, you know, media wants to present it. So it's yeah, up to- If it was meant to be, then it should have been then. It right. definitely raises the point. It raises the point. Like, is it bad to go back to an ex? Is there a window of opportunity? Enough time has passed. Like, it's been, it's almost been what, 15 years since they, they ended things? Like, is that 15 year period enough, enough of a growth period where maybe they're different people now and they can come back and maybe it is right? Like, maybe. I'm I'm going to go with no, because my belief is that an ex is an ex for a reason. There's always a reason why you split with somebody, you know, and how can you dive into that part that ended the relationship and really analyze it to think like that's not going to happen again? Right, right, exactly. And like, I'm somebody that I, I definitely agree with you. And I believe, yeah, like people are seasonal um, and people are supposed to be in and out of your life at different times in different ways. But again, I have heard those stories where, you know, people get back together after X amount of time. And there's, you can also look at it like there's a reason for that. There's a reason for reconnecting. So yeah, on the, you, uh, on the more romantic side, there's a reason for people to reconnect, but I don't think of it like what Ben and JLo were going through. I think about it like, you know, we were high school sweethearts and we, we, one of us moved away and we were separated for 20 years and we finally saw each other again. Like what you see in the movies, that's the kind of romantic kind of like, oh, they were always meant to be together. And then like those stories are, are that side. This is just Hollywood, yo. Like this is just celebrities doing what celebrities do. That, there's really no difference. She's just the Elizabeth Taylor of our time, I feel. Like, Ooh, that's what a is. title you just gave her. Wow. Yeah, I mean, she loves love and it's, I mean, how many marriages is she on? And if not marriages, how many serious enough relationships? I mean, I was very excited at the thought if she was going to go back to an ex, I would have loved to have seen her go back with P. Diddy, which brings up a on the next point. <laughs> with A-Rod, if you follow her on Instagram, P. Diddy actually posted a photo like, kind of like honoring her after she broke up, like kind of saying like she was the one that got away and people started calling him thirsty for shooting his shot. And it's like, we're starting to see a lot of this happening. Like 
this past weekend, Khloe Kardashian, she posted a sexy photo of herself and who commented? Lamar Odom, her ex-husband. Who commented mm -hmm. under Lamar? Her current, I don't know what you call him, her ex-boyfriend, baby daddy, but they complicated situation, but commented right underneath calling him out for shooting the shot. So it's just funny that I think a lot of people are now using Instagram as a way to shoot their shot, even in the celebrity world. It used to just be, you know, us common folks sliding in, into DMs or leaving heart eye emojis on, on pictures, but now the celebrities right. been on. Yeah. And it makes you wonder a little too, because I'm in the PR world a little bit. So I know a lot of PR people that are managing celebrity Instagram accounts and a lot of times they manage the basic stuff that we see on the daily post. But every once in a while, celebrities are like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing real quick, get on my own account, do my own thing. Uh, that's interesting to me to see that happening. I mean, so so the ex-husband shot, like gave her a compliment, right? Just a compliment. Yeah, just just a compliment. You know, I he actually is always very, very public and he's never said anything bad about her in any interview so i do definitely think there's always and still will always be love there coming from him but who knows if he was trying to like shoot his shot or if he was genuinely just like paying her a compliment like hey i see you girl you look good keep doing you who knows what the intention or the motivation was behind that but um it's just interesting that we're seeing this all go down and that so many Celeb male celebrities are kind of using this as a platform to to publicly declare their affection for an ex-girlfriend or, or whatever. It's, yeah, know. it's very interesting to me. I'm not that person. I mean, I think I'm friends with maybe two yeah. ex-girlfriends, and I'm an, out of a bunch of them from like 16 to, you know, 40 years old now. There, there's been a long line, but all the serious relationships that I had I don't talk to any of them. That's what I was going to say. I feel like there's a difference between exes or people that you were dating, maybe like for a couple months here, a couple months there. Yeah. I'm friends with those people still. And like, again, seasonally speaking, different times of life, I was maybe closer, not closer, whatever. But anybody I ever had like a serious, that was my boyfriend, that was my relationship or a potential like life partner. Once it was done, it was done. There was, you know, yeah, quick exactly. Yeah. And I never really went back to any exes. I can't even think of like situations where we might've broken up and then got back together. There's like nothing yeah. like that either. I, I'm just a big believer that an ex is an ex for a reason. There's a reason why you're not with that person anymore. It should probably be that way. You've learned your lesson and you just move right. forward and you take a lot of mental notes on like what you did and did not like about that person. So the next person doesn't have those qualities, but that's where, that's where red flags are created. Your exes create red flags, not the new person, but the old person creates them. So it's like behavior that matches. And that's where the red flag comes from. You're like, right, Oh, right. I've been in this exact situation with somebody else before. I know where this leads. You all act the same. You must be cheating. I'm out. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. So the red flag option, but I don't know. X's are X's for a reason. It's it's X's are X's are X's for a reason, but they're also a lesson. Yes. Agreed. So would your advice to JLo right now be, you know, don't, don't go out with that. Like you got like, it wrong. JLo. Here's what I would do. If I was JLo's manager, I'll be like, listen, sweetie, I completely understand that you're heartbroken. You just got over this relationship, but here's the bottom line. You need to just be single for a while. You need to focus on you for a while, hang out with the kids for a while. Like right. 
do something. I don't know what. Go judge a reality TV show. Do something with yourself to go occupy your brain for a little bit. But but love, like, she's definitely one of those people, like you said, that loves love. And yeah. I think she needs to be in a relationship all the time. Oh. Like, she just has to have somebody. But in this situation, it was too soon. Too soon, I think. I agree. And again, you're at a point in your life where, like, you know, she's got children to think about. He's got children. They're all of a particular age, you know, mm-hmm. eight, nine, 15, however old they are. Um, so it just is, is now the right time to jump back into something so serious after an engagement, after like all of this, but you yeah, know, honestly, I don't see it that way. I think that they should have chilled for a little bit. They could have just been friends. They could have been seen together. Right. Right. Let the press talk a little bit. But just be friends. I mean, maybe that's honestly what we're seeing is just this friendship developing or is the word like it's serious. They've. Yeah, I think I think in the beginning, that's what the speculation was, is, oh, maybe Ben's just being the shoulder to cry on. Maybe they're just reconnecting, catching up like old times. Hey, how you been? But then, you know, paparazzi conveniently enough has caught them making out all over the place and they're taking romantic getaways together and things of that nature where, you know, it's, it, it's, they're, they're putting it out there that it's. Okay. In- well, okay. So let's think about this for a second. Good strategy here. Jess is my really good female friend. And I just got out of a breakup where mm-hmm. my girlfriend or my fiance in this situation cheated on me. You and I have had history before we've been, we dated 15, 20 years ago. Like you said, there's all this stuff. Maybe Ben's just like helping her fucking, you know, screw in the the knife in his back a little bit. Maybe it's more about like, let's play a little game with the public. Which is interesting because people have put that theory out there because A-Rod has a huge ego and what's going to hurt his ego more than this, of course, Mm -hmm. forward so quickly. Another curveball I'd like to throw at you. What's interesting about the situation is now J-Lo broke up with A-Rod supposedly for cheating and all this stuff. Back in 2004, if I remember correctly, that's kind of why her and Ben broke up because he was going to strip clubs, he was gambling, drinking, you know, he had, you know, a wandering eye, things of that nature. Hmm. So um, does it make sense that she's running back into his arms, even if he is just a shoulder to cry on when he was kind of guilty of the same type of behavior? I don't know. Yeah, Ben's Ben's a good dude, I think, and the idea that he probably is smooth enough to be like, I'm a different person now, if he's trying to get in a relationship with her. I, I would assume that she's giving him, letting him shoot that shot because he's he's claimed that that's the old me, I was young and dumb, and I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. like we've heard it all before, you know? Right, exactly. It's been 15 years, he's a father now, he was a single guy before, since then he's you know, he has a marriage under his belt. He has three children. He's been to rehab. He's been in recovery and doing well. So yes, absolutely. That's for certain. Mm. But again, that goes to show you. So does that backtrack what we were saying before not to go back to an ex? Because they're um, yeah. ex- I'm, my, my advice to JLo is you're fucking up right now. Like just be single for a while. You should not be I, with Ben. You shouldn't be with A-Rod. You shouldn't be with anybody. You need like a solid year of just you time before you can get back out there. And the new person that you should be with is not going to be someone you've been with before. Right. I don't know who's on the radar completely in the friend zone right now, but you should probably be digging into that pool more than the yeah. X pool. 
because there's really no one in her background or in her ex pool, I guess, that I would be like, oh, that'd be cool if they got back together. I think they're all exes for a reason. So let it be, you know? I agree. I agree. I don't know. Shoot, we'll be talking about this in five years because they'll break up again. Right, right. You know, something's got to happen. The kid situation from what I saw on social media. And again, it's, it, I, I totally understand people are like, well, who am I to judge? Well, they're the ones putting it out there. I feel like when you put it out there, it's kind of like, well, now I'm going to judge a little bit. But it makes mm-hmm. it seem because of their relationship with A-Rod, their families were very close. So like A-Rod had kids. JLo had kids and the kids were very close with each other. So if I were her, I would have maybe taken a year off and spent time with my kids because the kids suffered a loss too. You know, Absolutely. Like, right, right. Suffered a loss because, you know, it was her fiance and this was the man she thought she was going to marry, but her kids lost siblings in this breakup. They lost another male father figure. I mean, they have their own father, of course, which you know, I'm sure they have a great relationship with, but I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's a, that's what I would have focused on. Take the year, Focus on your kids, make sure they're healed up, make sure you're healed up, and then you, like, see what happens. You don't right. jump right into something with somebody else who has another three kids. Because what if those kids and the, it's the, the Brady Bunch all over again, only we keep breaking them up, putting them together, breaking them up, putting them together, breaking them up. Doesn't yep. make sense. Yeah. I, I can't remember who told me this. Um, I think I heard this from a counselor once, not from like a school counselor, but someone in my adulthood, a counselor that, that does it professionally. I think they're talking about the breakup process and how that's supposed to happen and how much time you need to recovery. I think if this is right, that it was three months for every year you're in the relationship. Yeah, I've, I've actually heard, and I, you're probably right if you got professional advice on that, but I've always heard that it's half the amount of time that you were together. So if you were together for, like, that's how long it takes to recover. So if you were together for a year, you're not really fully recovered for, like, six months. If you were together for two years, it may take you a year to recover, like, that sort of thing. But three months to a year seems about right, too, depending on how strong of a person you are. But yeah, either yeah. way. I mean, it makes sense on the reason, like, okay, so in this situation, Jennifer Lopez is dealing with someone who cheated on her. So it's not just her having to heal from the loss of a relationship, but she is, she probably has animosity and anger towards him because of what happened. Yeah. So I think that like when, when you have anger towards somebody or anger towards an ex that cheated, like in that situation, maybe the healing process is a little bit faster because hatred will spread, spread that forward a little bit, spring it forward a little bit. You're right. You're right. Anger definitely can do that for sure. Yeah. Cause that could be the whole you know, let's stab him in the back. I'll just go back to Ben, fool around with him for a little bit. We'll make it public, let paparazzi get their shots, whatever. And then six months down the road, maybe even a year down the road, she's like, I just got to be single for a little bit. And then she'll be quiet. And then something professional will come out from JLo again. Maybe not music, but something, you know? Yeah. She's working on her new album again. So Another her, album. Okay. Yeah, she's songs that are actually supposed to come out or a music video that's supposed to come out like this week. But again, it to show you is this all promotional because we're all paying a lot of attention to her right now when's the new album come out you think like within this year oh definitely i mean there's a new music video that's scheduled to be released like this week so okay so maybe that maybe there's a little bit of um yeah something like that going on i don't know ben could be a whole lot of everything but it's still wrong 
I, I mean, I just right. don't think it should have connected the way that it did. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be interesting going to explain to your kids again, like the Kardashian stuff, like what are you going to tell them 10 years from now or when they actually get access to all this stuff on their own as adults and they can really dive in to see what mom and dad's career was like, you know, like they're right. going to learn all these things. I, I know I would if my parents were celebrities. I knew I would, I'm sure that I would be sheltered from that growing up. But as soon as yeah, I was yeah. old enough to do it on my own and go do the research and check everything out, I think I would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I want to know how crazy my mom or dad was when their heyday, like what they really had kind of going on, you know, right. What were people saying about them? Where do I come from? Like, it's interesting. It's interesting from that perspective to think like, I want to learn more from these kids more than anything else. Like where are the 22, 23 year olds that were raised in stardom and then did research on their parents and then maybe they formed an opinion. That's what I want to know. Well, actually, it's funny you bring that up because, and you said, you mentioned the hills earlier. I'm a big hills fan. That's like my age bracket. I feel like I grew up in Laguna Beach. We went to, you know, prom together. We graduated together. We carried on. <laughs> and um, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, who is it? It's uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's son is actually on the hills. And really, he's actually a very well put together young kid. You could see he's, he's maybe like, I don't know how old he is, somewhere between 22 to 25 years old, but he could tell he's lived a lot of life in that, in that amount of time. And he actually openly talks about this and how his parents' relationship affected his current relationships and how his mom getting married all the time. And like, he talks, he's like, you know, my mom, she got married like 10 different times. Like she's been married for like a month. She's been married for six months, blah, blah, blah. And he knows all of this. Like he's a grown man and he knows mm-hmm. all about that. He talks with his current girlfriend in a couple of the episodes about like, how that affects him, why he wants this to be legit for him. And he doesn't want to do that. He wants like, yeah, he gets, you know, so it is interesting to see a celebrity kid who grew up that way and how he adjusted to everything and how he learned all. I mean, and Pam and Tommy Lee, they were like the first of the sex tapes, the first of the celebrity, like salacious, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The craziness stuff. Yep talk about like media bonanza so i think he's like a great example of a kid who like really watched his parents like in the media growing up and is just like oh man this is fucking wild (laughs) and that's why again he's like a 22 to 25 however old he is and he's already like been in rehab he's already done this he's already done that yeah out so young and he's still so well adjusted having gone through all of that that's, At least that's how it yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, honestly, because as a kid, you're seeing all these things, but you're sheltered from it to a, to a distance anyways. So you still right. get to see it. You still get to, you're still exposed to it, but you don't really understand it until you get older and you start doing research. You're like, oh, that's what's going on then. Right, like right. it's, it's, and then, and then his, his initial response to all of that stuff is, well, should I never want to be like my dad or my mom? in these certain regard. So I'm going to try to change all that stuff, change the direction of that. It's pretty, it's, that's pretty admirable actually to think about it's in that, in that way, you know? No, definitely. So I do, I wonder what like this generation of kids, is, you know, uh, I, I wonder don't know all... though. I feel like these Courtney Kardashians kids and like the Kardashian kid kids, like on the whole team, all of them. <laughs> yeah. The Kardashian West. They're going to be, they're going to be exactly the same as their parents. Yeah. 
they grew up in it. I mean, there's no way they're going to be anything different. It's going to be another, another reality TV show, another something like for the next hundred years of humanity, we're going to have to deal with the Kardashians. It's crazy to think how long they've been in our lives. (laughs) Yeah. All Ryan Seacrest's fault. It's all his fault. It is. I know. It's something. I mean, he created the, he created the machine, but now we want to just uh, turn it off. We just need a little bit of a break. And you know what it is, though? It really is the power of social media, because I think it would have been like anything else. They would have had a reality show, like everybody else who had a reality show. They would have gotten maybe three or four seasons out of it. We would have, you know, and it would have been a phase in pop culture. But I think because of social media, social media really helped make them stay. And there, mm-hmm. there's, they ain't going anywhere, ever. Yeah, We're social media is forever. I'm, I'm- that's what I'm trying to figure out too, is what's the next big social platform that's coming? Well, I mean, I would have to say TikTok only because when, even when I follow what's happening in pop culture, all I see is TikTok stars. And I don't know who these people are because I'm too old to be on TikTok. Tick, TikTok is like a teenage, like, oh my gosh. Uh, I was in New York Fashion Week in 2018. 2018 when I met two teenage girls that were invited to this fashion show strictly because they had over 2 million TikTok followers. It's crazy. And that's, that was, that was four. That's, that's almost four years ago. So TikTok is crazy. I mean the, and I'll tell you why it's crazy. It's crazy because the algorithm has no restriction right now. Mm -hmm. Like if you post something and you absolutely do use the right hashtags, you will gain thousands of views within hours. Right, right, yeah. Because that generation wants to know it all. They want to see it all. Like, they're insanely crazy, like, 14 or maybe even younger than that, maybe 12 to, like, 23. They're just soaking all this stuff up on TikTok so fast. And they they treat these people like straight-up celebrities. Like, I'm interested in September going to New York Fashion Week because I'm paying attention to a lot of TikTok stuff right now, too. Because just out of, like, peer wanting to understand it all. So... For me, I'm like, how many of these people am I actually going to see at Fashion Week? They're going to start getting press passes because they're going to come as in, in as influencers. They're going to be in the front row because these designers want them recording their show and posting it on TikTok. Right. And it's so crazy to think that that's how people are becoming famous now. Or they're literally it's becoming- so weird. Yeah. Because you're hanging out in your living room and doing some dances. Yeah. Or you're just like, yeah, like you're like lip syncing, like other people's thing. I don't know. It's weird. I can't get (laughs) on. But nonetheless, I see that such a huge part of pop culture. And even when I'm watching things on TV, like I I don't remember if it was like the movie awards or the VMAs or something that was on MTV, Young People. And I was watching, I turned it on for a few minutes. I was like, wow, I've officially reached the age where I don't know anybody on MTV. Don't know that. Oh, MTV's not even music anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, that hasn't been. For I mean, years. what did we watch? The last show I watched on MTV was probably Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. The original one. Now I could care less what the hell they're doing. I don't care if they went out to dinner. I don't care about the reunion. I don't care about any of that. The original yeah. stuff was cool. Once they left the beach, that was it. I don't think I watched right. MTV for anything else after that. Now they all have like families and stuff. So it's really, <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit crazy. I think I watched one episode of some weird reunion thing where one was going to jail. One was, I, I don't, there was another couple that was getting back Far together, behind. breaking up. Who the hell knows? Like, it's just Far crazy behind. stuff. 
Yeah, the show that I watched most recently on Netflix, this is another one that you and I should talk about. Um, have you seen uh, Too Hot to Handle? I have not. Yeah. I don't know what it's about, actually. Too Hot to Handle is on Netflix, guys. I'm not giving it a promotion like in a shameless way because I thought it was interesting, but I, I'm just, you know, if you guys go watch it, you go watch it. Um, it's basically like five women and five men in paradise. They've been tricked to be there. They've been told they're going to have this amazing like summer long program. Um, but they're, they all have one thing in common. They're all crazy about sex. They all like, just that's it. They're all players. They're all super hot. They're all players. And they just want to like sleep around. That's their whole lifestyle. Well, the okay. show is about putting all 10 of them in a place where they know they're going to connect. They know relationships are going to build, but they have like this thing. I, I can't remember what the hell the girl's name is. The little robot, but basically the little robot take has rules. And one of the rules is like no sex, no kissing, no nothing. And if they do break the rules, then they lose money out of a prize package that they're supposed to get. So like every kiss, I think it starts at a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my God. Every kiss is 3000 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. If they like touch each other in the privates, they lose like $7,000. If they actually have sex, they use like 20,000 bucks. Like it's insane. So it's like they put them through programs and they're trying to build these relationships to make them real relationships. It's a very, very interesting show. Yeah. I saw the first season and started following a couple of the people from the first season on Instagram and actually yeah. connected with a couple of the girls and talked to them a little bit. So this is season two already. That now they're in fun. season two, but they're from all over the place. I mean, they come from the UK, Australia and the U S and they put them all together all at once. So it's kind of crazy because, well, the first, the first day they get the 24 hours of like freedom, they get to do whatever they want. They get to mix inter intermingle, kiss, do whatever they got to do. And then the rules come the next day. That's when everyone gets shut off. So you've showed up at this place. You're really interested in somebody. Everything gets hot and heavy in the pool the first night. And then the second night. Oh, and the best part about this show is there's 10 people, but there's only uh -huh. five beds. So everyone has to pair up and sleep in a bed with somebody. Gotcha, so it's gotcha. either a couple or like two girls share a bed or two guys share a bed. Like that's it. Is there anything like, do people vote each other getting kicking off, getting kicked off? Like anything like that? There's, it depends. Like they've had uh, this, this season I watched one episode where there was two people that just were not, not really kind of going with the flow of the program. They were like really breaking the rules a lot. And so the hosts got rid of them. Got it, got it. Right, they got they got booted off the show. But for the most part, it's it's pretty interesting. So to see these people with these high sex drives have to go to literally nothing, and they can't do it. I mean, this group lost so much friggin' money. It was insane. Yeah. And they have like a little, okay, so like then they have a part where if the, um, if the couple's really getting along really well, then they have this little suite they can put them in for a night. The rules right. still apply, but they can get private space. Yeah, no one follows the rules in there. <laughs> Did you watch season one at all? I watched all of season one. Okay. So and then I watched part of season two. Oh, I kind of want a spoiler, but I don't want you to spoil it for other people who want to watch it. But like, is it, do you, th do you think this is the type of thing? Like these people are obviously like being set up to fail, so to speak. But they, uh, Yeah, they absolutely are being set up to fail. But are there any surprises? Like, is it worth the watch watching for any? There's surprises? there's interesting stuff that happens um, when you watch the show. 
Like yeah. as an example, they will, they'll bring other people into the show. So there's only 10 to start, but they'll bring in 11 and 12. They'll bring in a couple like really hot, like European women, like in the middle of it to mess with men's relationships and stuff. So there's like people that are in the progress. Then these new girls show up. There always seems to be like the dramatic entrance too. like, um, yeah. I think on season one, they're like, there's a fight between a couple. And then the next day, these two gorgeous blondes arrive and the guy's like, you know, just who yeah. <laughs> like just moved on so quickly, but it kicks up the drama level. The, the new girls that come in or the new guys that come in midway or they're, I think they literally bring them in. Like they're casted to be like, okay, you're going to go in there and you're going to sleep with and do whatever you want. Like really take the prize money down as fast as you can. That's what those people's jobs are. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's a pretty Very interesting show. It's worth it. It's worth checking out. I've been getting into it a little bit. It's, it's interesting. It's for sure. Interesting. The weather is going to be rainy for the next couple of days. So that's okay. Well, like there you go. Perfect. Well, we talked about a lot. I'm going to do a couple shameless plugs before we head off. So those of you that listen to the podcast on a regular basis, if you are a female model in the United States or just a woman in the United States, the Savoy Fair model search is in full effect on August 1st. It's a brand new contest. It's a brand new um, format. Everything is completely different. If you've competed in it before, you can compete again. Um, But we want you to go sign up. You just go to SavoyFairModelSearch.com. You'll see an option that says enter, click the button, fill the form out, get yourself in the contest. The winner of that is what we talked about a couple weeks ago, the all expense paid trip to New York City and the cover of Savo Fair magazine. So it's worth it. Um, a couple of people thought I was a scam when I messaged them on Instagram about it. So maybe fun. It was pretty funny. Then I had one girl who literally sang a jingle to me um, while she would drag, rejected my, my option to put her in the contest. That was fun too. So... <laughs> It's been interesting being the owner and directly reaching out to people, asking them to be involved in the contest, but it, it's the DMS that get kind of fun. So that's, that's a shameless plug. Um, if you're listening, get in the, get in the contest ladies. Absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Cool. Well, thanks again, Josh, for another amazing week. Um, next week we are doing, uh, we, we're talking about a schedule. So yes. next week I'm going to give you guys an invite right now. This is something new that we're going to try. Next week, if you go to meetme.com on the web, or if you download the app on your phone, it's meetme.com. You can come find the Savoir Fair podcast live. You can see Jess and I live. We don't engage with the chat while we're recording, but you guys can hear us. And we record every Monday night at 8 p.m. We're going to have all kinds of cool guests through the rest of the summer that are going to be on the show. So you can come and engage and see everything there. And then those episodes actually get released about a week late. Uh, but that's something new. If you guys want to see us, then you can come on to Mimi.com and check all that stuff out. So very excited. Very all right. Excited. Have a great week. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to the show. Please take a minute to head over to www.savfair.com and subscribe to our publication.